Hey there, trailblazing women. Mark your calendars for the Women Thrive Summit, happening March 18th to the 22nd, 2024. Join us for five empowering days of inspiration, connection, and growth. Unlock your potential with workshops led by industry leaders, panel discussions, and networking opportunities. Don't miss this chance to amplify your voice and thrive together. Visit womenthrivesummit.com to grab your tickets today. That's womenthrivesummit.com. Welcome to Women Thrive Podcast. This is where you'll get to hear incredible stories of female entrepreneurs, business owners, women from all walks of life. Myself, Raymond Jan, and my co-host Abigail will be interviewing incredible women, hearing inspiring stories of women from all around the world. I have no doubt that you will find something that will be life-changing for you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and join us for our future episodes. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Women Thrive Podcast. My name is Abigail Rebecca. I am so excited today, first of all, to host this podcast because it's always a very, very inspirational and interesting conversation. And secondly, to just introduce you to who I truly believe is a very, very special woman I remember very clearly meeting her a couple of months ago and we immediately hit it off and I'm so excited that she's coming onto our podcast today. So I want to introduce you to Gabrielle and we're going to be talking about really unapologetically showing up as your true authentic self and really leaning into that happiness as opposed to maybe as so often that we do as women trying to please everyone else, trying to make sure that everybody else is okay and trying to prove our worth to everyone else instead of actually stepping into our true authentic self and really following that bliss in our true power and our authenticity. So Gabrielle Hayes is the founder of A Sequence Partners She's a pioneer in product career empowerment and her impressive career in product development resulted in numerous promotions and salary rises. However, Gabrielle's desire for an intentional life after a traumatic experience led her to a new path where innovation, excellence and alignment became her driving forces. I really love that. Today, she guides others to align their careers with their true aspirations, fostering career confidence and personal fulfillment. And Gabrielle exemplifies, I can't say that word. Let me say that again. <laughs> we'll keep this in. Who cares? I'm being my authentic self. I can't say. Amplifies. <laughs> Gabrielle exemplifies. You'll have to tell me how to say that, Gabrielle intentionally growth and the pursuit of one's true calling serving as an inspiration for those seeking career alignment what are their core values gabrielle welcome 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 to our podcast today hi abby i'm so happy to be here with you i love it when i read someone's bio and sometimes i can't say those words and 
I've noticed that just as a side note, I've noticed that about myself. Sometimes I get really tongue-tied over my words. And I remember when I was younger, I used to be really, really embarrassed about it and try and hide it. And now I'm like, no, I can't. I just can't pronounce that word. And that's absolutely fine. And I'm living with it. And this is about being our authentic selves, right? And being unapologetic for who we are. Yeah, I love that. And that just means you do much better off script and you're authentically already showing up. So I love that. I did it on purpose, obviously, just to prove the point of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Gabrielle, it's so lovely to have you here. Please, can you just explain a little bit more about who you are and what you do and really your story as well as to why you create this beautiful work within the world? Yeah, certainly. So I think for most of my life, I would consider myself a juggler of many things. Uh, You know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm a multi-business owner. And all of that means I have to show up in many different ways. And for the longest time, I thought I had to show up 100% in each and every one of them in order to be good at any of them. And it killed me. (laughs) I mean, it just took everything out of me. And so I had a very traumatic life experience about five years ago that kept me hidden away from my life and my family and my loved ones. And it was that breaking point for me where it said, either I have to make changes and I have to show up the way I want to show up because showing up for everybody else didn't bring me happiness the way I thought it was supposed to. Or I can keep hiding and I can keep being what society says I should be but I'm going to be miserable in the entire process. And I just wasn't okay with that being my only option. So I started breaking status quo little by little until that kind of became my norm. Even my own mother says all the time, she's like, I don't even know how to describe you to people. And I'm like, that's probably a good thing. It means I'm not like anybody else. And I love that. (laughs) I'm sure that so many women, humans who are listening and watching this podcast can really relate to what you're saying about either I'm going to hide or I'm going to mask and I'm going to show up as a different person or I'm just going to like hide away forever. What was it, what did it take for you to really be able to come back to that self-acceptance and that self-love? Yeah, I think a lot of it, honestly, was being truthful with myself. Like, For example, I say to people all the time, my parenting style is lazy parenting. And for many people, that's like, oh my gosh, what do you mean? You're supposed to be involved. You're supposed to be showing up. You're supposed to be doing all these things. But to me, that's not where I found my best joy in being a parent. It's not where I found my best joy in seeing my kids foster and bloom into their true selves. And so then I had to start doing that with myself, right? Like, yeah, sure. I want the next promotion. I want the next salary. I really, really wanted a C title in front of my name. And so I was doing all the things to chase that, but it felt like I was fighting the whole way. And I just started being really inquisitive and curious about what else was out there in the world. And so that showed up for me in different ways, right? Different healing modalities, discovering like human design, which I know you're fabulous at, Abby. And just realizing that what I was taught or what I saw growing up isn't the only thing that's out there. And so starting to embrace that there were different things. 
And I really, really adopted this mentality of take what works for me and leave what doesn't. And so for everything that I've done, I may do it a little bit like someone else, but a lot of it's going to be like my own way. And that became the point where I started to say, I'm always going to be a little different. So I can't care what people think or what people say anymore because I know I'm doing good in this world and I know I'm a good human being. And like, to me, that's the only true decision you have to make every day is, are you showing up and are you going to be a good human being and help others around you? Yeah. I I was speaking to someone earlier actually about the the mask or the, I don't know, the way that we can very often show up, especially in corporate, you were just talking about that whole relationship, that whole amazing relationship that so many of us have had with corporate, right? Like, I really want that role, but I have to be like this. I remember very clearly I was told again and again and again, I was too nice to be on the board and I cared too much about my team to be, to get to that high level. And if I wanted to really get to that, if I wanted to get in the boardroom, I needed to be acting like this. And I remember when I took, a, I retook a personal a personality test after a couple of years and I came up as a different personality type. It was like celebration all around. And I just completely, I felt like I'd completely sold my soul because that isn't who I was, but that's how I felt that I had to show up and how I was being told that I needed to show up to be able to get to that level within corporate what were your experiences of that yeah certainly I mean I had a a similar situation as a middle level manager I actually love people management because I feel like that's really how we change the world you're supporting individuals and their growth and who they're becoming but I hated it at the same time right because I was like well you can only give this much of a raise or you can only give this much professional development time like there were all of these rules where it says, go manage your team, but you can only do it in these small boxes. And then same, as I started trying to grow more and more, I was literally told after a company I'd worked for seven years, go leave, go get experience somewhere else and then come back. Like, yeah, no, that's when I just like, that's when I started my exit out of corporate and I bounced around from startup to startup. And then I did consultant life for a while. Because I was like, no, I'm not going to be told, like, I'm not going to be told I have to leave and go give myself to somebody else to prove my worth to a company I've already devoted seven years of my life to. And so that was a huge turning point for me. And the more and more I started interacting, right, and especially when you get into the consulting world, it's how many hours can you build? Like, that's literally all they care about. And I was like, but I'm not going to bill hours for a client who doesn't need it. Like if some, if a team doesn't need this support or need this work, we're not going to do it. And so I just realized I was constantly fighting against the narrative and same, I am, I always say like as a manager, I probably broke every corporate rule out there because I knew my employees' spouses' names, their kids' names. I knew where they were going on vacation. Like we had personal relationships as human beings. And of course, that's not really what is celebrated oftentimes in the larger corporate world. But that's sad for me. It's like I just told someone the other day, truthfully, the only reason I went into entrepreneurship is because I couldn't find a culture and a job, a nine to five that I love. But I loved being a nine to five employee. And if I had found that culture, I sure as heck would still probably be in it. It's, that's really refreshing to hear, actually. 
I love the fact, though, that you're like, okay, the culture does not exist in a profession that actually I'd like to stay in. So I'm now going to go and create that for myself. And this, these things that aren't celebrated, I, this is my pers- personal opinion here, I'm putting the caveat on here. I, see, I truly believe that the things that are not celebrated within the corporate environment are absolutely serve you in the entrepreneurial world. So you're talking about like these beautiful relationships that you've built with your team and your colleagues. And it's all about relationships. It's all about building these communities. It's all about supporting one another, which is, it's heart-led business and it's a different way of doing business. I don't know what your experience is of that. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I tell my husband all the time, he's watched me build these two businesses and I say to him all the time, I made it look really easy for you because now he thinks, oh, well, why isn't everyone just doing that? <laughs> and it's hard. It's really hard work. And like, I can tell you right now, my my personal biggest struggle is I wish my company was bigger because I want to be employing more people and not because I want to be controlling them, but because I want to be fostering those relationships. I want to be the face of that community that you couldn't find elsewhere. And I have incredible women that advise me at this point because that's my creative way of still having them around and helping me grow. But I can't wait for the day where I'm paying them what they're really worth and, and we're really creating this community that can be replicated. And we become the face of like corporate culture. And that's what people really want to start working and surviving in. So yeah, but I'm with you. I mean, business is hard. It has hard days and I always tell people, you have to have a real why if you're going to start building a business, because even that culture that I always wanted, that still is not necessarily going to get me up every day because that next day I get up, I may make zero dollars. And so there's definitely days where you're like, dang, I missed that paycheck for sure. (laughs) Um, But in general, I feel like I have full control over the impact that I can make in the world now. And that's something when it's under someone else's brand, I don't have that control anymore. You were talking earlier about the different healing modalities that really helped you on your journey. What were the modalities that really stood out for you? Could you share some of those experiences with us? Yeah, of course. So first thing, I started with behavioral cognitive therapy. And I think in America, for sure, if something's wrong with you, we just say go to therapy. And we don't kind of talk about what the body holds, right? It's just all this kind of mental thing. It's a mental health issue. And I learned a ton in going to therapy in the sense of having more control over my emotions and how I saw situations. Like I I realized I had a choice and how I perceived situations and environments that happened. And that was huge for me. But then it got to a certain point where that wasn't caring me anymore. I, I wanted more. I wanted to grow differently. So I found human design and really restructured my entire business based upon my human design type. Shout out to my reflectors because there's not many of us out there. But also I started acupuncture and like really started learning about what my body physically held. It was the wildest thing because I grew up in a healthcare family, right? So Western medicine was exactly what I was taught. You go to the doctor, you do what the doctor says, you don't question it, they're the expert. And then I started questioning it and I started going and I told her kind of about the trauma and things that were going on in my life. And I start getting acupuncture and I start getting these dark, dark spots on my body, huge. I'm like, like baseball size spots on my body. 
And I'm like, what did you go to me? Like, I cannot be running around with this whole body. And it was literally the places of your body where trauma releases itself. And I had so much coming to the surface that my skin was, my skin color was changing. And I could tell when I was having super heightened, stressful days or super really exhausting days, they were darker and then they would go down and then they would come up. And so one of my favorite parts of that was when I started exploring other modalities, they asked me how I was as a person. They asked me what was going on in my life. Like they looked at me as a whole person, not just, oh, you're here because you broke your arm. So we're only going to look at your arm or you're here because you have diabetes. So we're only going to see an endocrinologist who only talks about your diabetes. And that was awakening to me was that I am a whole human being and everything that's going on in my life, work-wise, personal-wise, health-wise, all of it plays together. And so I started doing, continuing with the acupuncture because I really loved that. And just continuing to explore manifestation is something I'm kind of exploring now that still feels a little woo-woo to me, but I'm working on it. And so I think for me, it's just being open to what I see out there and seeing that there are different ways of looking and approaching your life. I, I'm completely with you on the acupuncture. I love it so much. Like, I love my Chinese doctor so much. Shout out to Dr. Wu. He is incredible. And it's like you say, it's like the it's like the holistic view is everything, everything. And like, I'm just like, I'm like, put me on the table, stick the needles wherever you want to stick, stick them and I'm out. I'm like snoring on that table and it's so relaxing. <laughs> yeah, especially if you get the ear points. That's like my one rule with my acupuncture. So I'm like, we're never skipping the ears. You can treat wherever else you want, but that's what puts me to sleep. And I need that good 45 minutes to an hour every other week. <laughs> it's so important, isn't it? The self-care, the really, yes, okay, there needs to be a certain drive and a structure to when we're building our businesses out. But we also really need to remember to really have that time to refresh and replenish especially for you as a reflector and it's so cool that you're a human design reflector and that you have built your business around that so cool what did you do differently i know that this isn't a podcast about human design but this is where the conversation's going this is really important though because i think in general there's a lot that i change that women as a whole can take from them so the very first thing i implemented when i started looking into my human design for my business and for me as a person was sabbatical and I take sabbaticals from my family to go work on my business. I was just telling Abby before we started recording, I'm heading to New York this week for a conference and I'm going to extend my trip. So I have time to just be with my business and really take a holistic look at it. Just like I want my healthcare providers to look at me as a whole human. I need to look at my business the same way and who I'm serving and how I'm helping them. So that was a big thing. And then the second thing was, I wasn't intentional with my business when I first launched it. I was working as a full-time consultant. I was making incredible money and I was killing it with my clients. But I also knew what these companies were charging for me. So I was like, well, I could go do this myself. And that's exactly what I did. I launched this business and I basically just duplicated exactly what I was doing as a full-time consultant into my business. 
And I did that for a couple of years because it worked. It paid the bills. I was doing good work with my clients, but something was always missing for me. And it was that impact piece. And so I took about six months really going through my human design and also how did I want to show up in this world and completely transform my model to focus on people's careers. So that way I can help them build long-term success, not immediate success on a team. But it also removed a lot of that one-on-one component for me where I was in meetings 10 hours a day and just flat out exhausted, like didn't even have a breath. And I, I said to someone recently, I realized I had hit rock bottom in my business or like I wasn't showing up the way I wanted to in my business. When I realized if my kids went missing today and the police knocked on the door and said, you have to describe them so we can go find them. I couldn't have told you where they had birthmarks. I couldn't have told you how tall they were. Uh, I couldn't have told you the special, unique things about them. And it's because by the time I saw them every night, I was worn out. So like I wasn't there. I wasn't present. I wasn't looking in their eyes. I just saw their faces going by me. And I'm a big believer and you only have one shot at this thing called life. And no one's going to come back and redo it for you or give you a second chance. It's your chance right now, today, to decide what you want it to look like and build that. And so I started doing that in my business so that I can say, one, I have time to really spend time with my kids right now. But two, I am making an impact because I'm setting people up for this really successful career trajectory that they may not have otherwise seen because they don't slow down to look at their own intentions and their own values. It's so beautifully put. I really love what you're talking about. And obviously, as a reflector, you are a unicorn, like 1% of the population. You're a mirror for all of us. So I love when I meet reflectors. So beautiful. We were talking before we actually press record and you were talking about fully embracing your Renaissance woman or Renaissance woman, depending on what side of the Atlantic you are. Can you talk a little bit into that? Yeah, certainly. This is a new term for me that I learned about in the last couple of months, actually, at a women's wealth conference that I went to. But, you know, I always felt alone in this world in the sense of the amount of ideas I have. I want to build a business doing this and I want to fix this problem and I want to do these things and I want to show up in this way, but there's only so many hours in a day and you're kind of taught, right? You grow up, you get married, you have kids, you buy a house, you get a job and you like just work on that thing. And that never felt fulfilling to me. I remember earlier on in my adulthood, people would say, I don't understand how you're doing all of this. You're commuting to work every day. You're raising kids. You're doing all these home improvement projects. You won't hire someone to clean the house because you want to be the only person who's doing it. And they're right. I was doing crazy amounts of stuff every day because all of those were a little bit of my passion. And so I decided once I kind of started learning more and more about this Renaissance woman, it's like, I'm not going to put my specialty in a box anymore. And if I want to do home improvement projects for the next six weeks because that's where my creative vibe is flowing. And I'm going to embrace that. And maybe that comes back later on in life or it leaves again. But I think a lot of it goes back to also like that inquisitiveness and just being willing to explore whatever feels fun and exciting and lights me up in this moment. It's just so great, right? Just 
giving yourself permission to do that. Yeah, it's so freeing because I also feel like maybe it's just the perfectionism in me, right? But I felt like anything that I wanted to dabble in, I needed to be an expert in it before I would talk about it. And that was very limiting because I'm like, I mean, again, you only have so many hours in the day. I can't be an expert in all of the things, but I can still allow myself to enjoy something and explore it, even if I don't have to stand up and give a TED talk about it. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So <laughs> let's just dabble in so many different things. Let's dabble in acupuncture and see what happens. Hey, that's what happens. My husband's always like, I don't know what you're going to come home with next. But sure, whatever, you're turning out to be a great person. So keep at it. <laughs> um, Gabrielle, I'd love to hear about your values because I know that that's one of the things that you help your clients with. You help them with align their, like their business with their values. What are your core values and why they're so important to you? Yeah, I think it's naturally who I am is why it's so important to me. Because I found this freedom when I allowed myself to just naturally show up. And so I think for most people, you can change them or they can grow with you as you grow as a human. But in general, you kind of have these standard ones that are you. They are who you are to your core. Um, and so for me, I started thinking about what did I want people to remember me as? And how do I want people to feel when they interact with me? And I have publicly, like on my LinkedIn, given people permission. If you do not feel this way in an interaction with me, call me out on it. I want to be aware of and I want to be corrected if that's not true. And so my core values are love. I want everyone around me to feel love and support. And obviously that doesn't always just mean romantic love, but just in general, do people feel safe and supported around me or in interactions with me? And so that's a core value I carry with me empowerment is a huge one because I truly feel like I lost out on about 10 years of my life by hiding in a box and hiding behind this mask that we've been talking about. And I just don't want anyone else to feel that way. I want everyone to feel like they can just show up as who they are. So love, support, empowerment, and just like that, I know I said this quite a few times, right? But this inquisitiveness, this desire to keep learning and knowing that like we as humans change every day, the world around us is changing every day, the industry you're working in is likely changing every day. So like my kind of core statement around that is never being so married to a decision that you can't consider an alternative is something that I really try to teach people as well. Mm. I really feel all those values from you. And I love the fact that you're giving people permission to call you out. And love is one of my core values as well. It's so important. Love for in everything that you do, right? Leave can live with love. Yeah. They're good to hear. I've got a very important question for you. All right. What is lazy parenting? <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of a term that I've coined myself. I think I've heard it a couple other times. So I can't take credit, but I think as parents, you hear all the time, right? Are you a helicopter parent? Are you gentle parenting? Are you this? Are you that? And again, shoving people in a box to say, this is my parenting style and I hate that. Like one, I have three kids. They are all completely different human beings. I have to parent each of them very differently. So I can't say like I'm one way or the other. But what I will say is 
my oldest is 12. So I've been at this for a while. And the one core value when it comes to parenting for me is I only have them for a short period of time. But my responsibility as a parent is to raise successful human beings who are going to do good in this world and who can support themselves. So when I say lazy parenting, that means my three-year-old knows how to brush her own teeth and get her own snacks. And like, I just, I encourage their independence. And this year we made a transition to homeschool for that purpose that I saw my oldest was really into entrepreneurship and building websites. And I'm like, I should be fostering that. I should be building that up for him. I have another one who If she could cartwheel everywhere and never put her feet on the ground, that would be her dream and her ultimate desire. So like flip away, baby girl, do your thing. And so to me, that's what lazy parenting is, is just not sheltering them so much that they can't become these independent human beings. I love that. Oh my goodness, I love that. Like you are, you've decided to homeschool your children so that they can be authentically themselves every single day and do the things that they love. I love it. Yeah. And I'm telling y'all, this is coming from a woman who one, thought she was going to be a teacher growing up. But two, I was one of those people because I'm a reflector and I need so much alone time. I would count down right until school started. And I was the last mom at pick up in the evenings because I needed every minute to myself. But honestly, it's been just such an incredible journey because I'm getting to see them flourish in ways that I never got to witness before because they were always doing it with someone else. And also just straight up, we have embraced such a slower paced life that there's no screaming in the mornings anymore, which like that was our every single day was screaming to get out the door. (laughs) I love that. And, And you empowering them. It is really, it's supporting you as well. Because as a reflector, obviously, environment is so important for you. So if you're happy, they're happy. They're happy. You're happy. Happy, happy environments. I love it so much. Yeah. I mean, I do feel like in the last year, I've really been more and more serious about this intentionality and alignment journey. And I look around and of course there's things that I want to change and there's things that I want to manifest and there's things that I want different. But in general, I feel very stable and very supported in my environment. And I think anyone, no matter what your desires are in life, feeling this stable support around you and in the the environment you're putting yourself in is really going to be a huge key to unlocking your own happiness. You keep flexing that. Man, that manifesting muscle because you're doing it now it's so good so good and <laughs> uh, we're so excited to have you speak on the women thrive stage what are you most looking forward to about your talk and the whole experience oh well first of all I mean just this community of women that I've been able to be a part of even if I never stepped foot on the stage it was worth every day and investment to get here So I'm really thankful for that. But beyond that, I'm really thankful to bring my message to a large audience because I don't believe it's something that's talked about enough. I feel like especially right now, telling people to go be entrepreneurs or, you know, run their own digital business is kind of this huge trend that you're seeing. And I don't believe that it's for everyone. And so I'm excited to be able to bring my message to women in general who 
want to keep their career, but they don't exactly know what that looks like or how do they blend it into their life um, and let them know that you don't have to do what the trend is saying and we can still build this wonderful career that's important to you. Yeah, I think it's a really important message. Everyone's got their own zone of genius and their own flow. And just because entrepreneurship and that freedom that it brings might be right for some of us, but not right for others. Because like you say, it's it's a journey as well, right? We're not all Disney princesses floating around in Disneyland, right? Yeah. And I haven't reached the Abbey level of photo shoots at all my travels yet, but I will get there. Hey, listen. (laughs) You get yourself a photo shoot in New York. <laughs> oh, see, look, you got to remind me. That's right. I need good reminders still. <laughs> get yourself one Airbnb experiences, book a local photographer. There you go. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Gabrielle, it's been such a pleasure to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for bringing your beautiful values and yourself and your wisdom and your experience onto our podcast. Where can people find you? Professionally, I'm most active on LinkedIn. I'm at Gabrielle Hayes. I have a big orange profile picture. You cannot miss it. And then on Instagram, you can find me at highly.inquisitive, where I kind of just share my day-to-day life of how I embrace this authentic living and share with you the different modalities that I try out so you can see if there's something that interests you. Fantastic. And we're going to put all your links anyway in the show notes below. So please go and follow Gabrielle. She is very inspirational. And I'm sure you want to connect with her and learn out more about her work and really tap into that reflector wisdom. (laughs) Very special. Gabrielle, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, Abby. I love any time we get to hang out together. And thank you so much for you to for watching or listening. Get in touch with us. Contact us here at Women Thrive reach out to Gabrielle. We'd really love to know about your values, how you are living your life authentically, or if you have any questions about moving into that. What does that look like for you? Really come uh, along and share it with us. We love to carry on the conversation for outreaching the podcast and also uh, any acupuncture experiences or parenting styles. (laughs) Send them our way. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and watching, and we will see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to Women Thrive Podcast. If you found today's episode empowering and inspiring, be sure to subscribe and follow us. Better yet, leave a review and share it with others. We're committed to bringing you more stories that will empower and inspire you on your own journey. Until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and keep pursuing your dreams.